0: Welcome to my sermon archives. For more audio sermons, books, blog posts, and other goodies, visit www.pastordavidwenz.com, that's spelled W-E-N-T-Z, and follow me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I pray God speaks to you as you listen. Our uh, memory verse is... Pretty much the same as last week and the, the, the previous several weeks except that we're focusing on a different point of it. Uh, it starts off saying you are and it lists four different things there, and uh we've been looking at just at one of those so uh each week and leaving the others out. So let's do that again. So follow after me first Peter two nine. You are God's very own possession. You are God's very own You are God's very own possession. You can show others the goodness of God. You can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. For he called you out of the dark. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. 1 Peter 2:9. We are in uh, the 11th of what I believe is going to be 14 sermons on pictures of the church from the Bible. And uh, so we're getting toward the end. You are God's very own possession. If you've been uh, paying close attention especially to the uh, the two readings. We're talking about pictures of the church, but if you've been paying close attention to the readings, you may have been wondering, who are we really talking about here? Our first reading uh, records God as saying, now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. God's very own possession, my own special treasure. But this is from Exodus. And who is God talking to when he's talking uh, through uh, the people or through Moses to the people in Exodus? God is talking to the Israelites. He's not talking to the church in that historical context. Our second reading starts off The people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. Jacob is often used uh, interchangeably as a synonym for the people of Israel. Because, of course, Israel, God took Jacob and gave him also the name of Israel. So Israel and Jacob are the same person. And so when uh, you say those, when you see, especially in the prophets, you see Jacob it's often referring to the entire people of israel but again this is from the old testament it's referring to israel not to the church so why are we reading these in a series on pictures of the church well the the full text of the memory verse as i said uh, earlier has four different things you'll be my 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 uh very own possession, and a chosen people, but it also says, you'll be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, and that's a quotation out of our first reading. You will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. God said that to Israel, and Peter says that, referring to the church. Ephesians 1, to 9-14, the Apostle Paul uh, explains that a little bit. He says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure, and this is the plan. At the right time, he'll bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, this is Paul was writing, he was a Jew, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own, his own possession, God's very own possession. He identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. That's Paul's wording for the same truth that Peter wrote in our memory verse. You are God's very own possession. You can show others the goodness of God. You can, Paul said it, you can glorify God. It means the same thing. So these promises, these verses from the Old Testament apply as well to the church. Now there's some that say they don't apply anymore to, uh, to the racial Jews, the, the uh, bloodline Jews, because the church has completely replaced Uh, the people of Israel and God's plan. I don't, I think that's a a misconstruction of what the Bible says. In Romans 9, Paul talks very clearly about restoration in the last days of the uh, bloodline people of Israel, the descendants of Abraham by blood. So it's together. I think what Paul was saying in Ephesians is that It applies to all of us together, but we certainly are a part of that, and so then the question is, what does it mean for us as Christians, what does it mean for us as the church to be God's very own possession? Well, first it means we're nobody else's possession. We set ourselves apart for God. That's the meaning of the word holy, is to be set apart. It means we don't have dual loyalties. We're not divided. We uh, belong, we we commit ourselves to God. For His purposes, we're His. Our first reading, uh, verse 5 out of Exodus 19, God says, Now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, You will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. What does it mean to be God's treasure? Well, probably most all of us have had at some time or another in our lives some special possession, some special treasure that that means more to you than anything else. Most of us, perhaps when we were a a little baby, it might have been a special blanket or a stuffed animal. I got a little bit older, and it was my baseball glove. Back when my dream was one day when Brooks Robinson retired playing third base for the Orioles. That never happened, but while I had that dream, that baseball glove was my special possession, and I took care of it, and I oiled it, and I... When they, the uh, knots got loose, I carefully pulled it and retied it and everything. A few years later, when I was in high school, I was uh, not all that good at baseball, and uh, my special possession became my saxophone. And that was the big thing in my life during my high school years. I went to college and uh, I met the person who has become my special possession and my treasure for the rest of my life, and that is my wonderful wife, Paula. And so I, during different times, focused on and treasured and tried to take care of uh, first my baseball glove, then my saxophone, then, then my wonderful wife. And that's how God treasures His people. God treasures you and me that way. And our second reading, a a literal reading of a verse in there, says God guarded Israel as the apple of his eye. The apple of his eye. The apple of the eye was an old word for your pupil. The, The black part in the middle of your eye that you see out of. And to guard something as the apple of your eye means to protect it as much as you protect your eyes and cherish it as much as you cherish your eyesight. That's how God keeps and protects His people, you and me. So our Hebrew says that you are God's very own possession. You can show others the goodness of God. For He called you out of the darkness, into his wonderful light. What does it mean to be called out of the darkness into God's wonderful light and then therefore to be able to show others the goodness of God? I seem to remember that it was a long time ago and, uh, and I th- think I remember when it first happened, it may just be when I first became aware of it, but I think it, I remember the news and the excitement when it first happened that they unearthed the tomb of the Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamen, and they found that gold mask that went over the uh, sarcophagus and certainly you've seen pictures of it if you haven't seen it in person. I think it toured the United States at one time. Um, That gold mask was a treasure. It was an incredible treasure. It's, it's, It's priceless. For thousands of years, it was hidden in the darkness of that tomb. They found it they unearthed it, they opened the tomb, they brought that mask out of the darkness of the tomb into the light of the sun. And when it came out into the light and it became visible and people could see it, it showed the wonderful workmanship of the Egyptians, the beautiful Uh, goldsmithing of the Egyptians. And so bringing that out of the darkness of the tomb into the light of the sun showed the workmanship of the Egyptians in the same way when God brought us out of the darkness of death to sin into the light of the sun, and you can spell that both ways, then we can show the goodness of God to all the world around us. How do we do that? Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We have come out of the darkness of death into the light of God's love and we can show forth the goodness of God by demonstrating the results of that in our own lives. But it's much more than just an inanimate object, like the gold mask, as lifelike in some ways as that was. There's more to it than that for us to be God's treasure. To be brought out of the darkness into the light to show God's goodness. Anybody remember the play or the movie My Fair Lady? The story of uh, My Fair Lady, it's um, the story of Dr. Professor Professor Higgins. Professor Higgins. And he... Uh, found he he was like, I think he was like a sociologist or a psychologist or something back in the 1800s. And, and the story was that he had a theory that he could take a poor girl out of the gutter and train her to be where nobody could tell her from a society person. And the idea was back in those days, there was a real distinct class line and, and a lot of the high-toned people thought that the, the uh, poorer people, the quote "lower class people, were actually physically and mentally inferior, and he wanted to prove that this wasn't the case, or at least that he could could uh, teach this girl. And so he found the girl, Eliza Doolittle. And she was, I forget if she was cleaning houses or selling apples or pencils or something, but anyway, he brought her into his home and he started giving her the lessons and he started training her. And eventually, you remember the story, it reached the point where he brought her out into society and everybody thought she was some famous noblewoman that they'd never heard of. Well, I guess she couldn't be famous if they never heard of her. But anyway, that she was a person of noble birth, and along the way, of course, she fell in love with Professor Higgins. Rex Harrison, that's who I was trying to think of, played that role. And he fell in love with her, and it was a wonderful love story. And that illustrates, in many ways, how God has picked us up out of the darkness, out of the gutter of the sinful ways of the world, and as we follow Him, as we learn, as we work, because it was a lot of work for her to become like Him in, that, uh, in, the, in those ways. As we put in the work and the effort to become like Jesus, we reach that place. And of course, as we go along doing that, we fall in love with God he was in love with us from the very beginning. But there's even more than that because she remained a separate person outside of his family, unless perhaps, as as the uh, the play implies, as the movie implies, they may have gotten married uh, afterwards. But that was outside of the story. It's even more than that. You've, you've probably seen uh, books, I, I frankly haven't seen one of these movies, I haven't read one of these books, but I am pretty sure from advertisements that I've seen that they're out there. Romance novels, romance movies of the slave girl who is uh, noticed and, uh, by, by the emperor and the raised up and becomes adopted by the emperor and the slave girl becomes the child of the emperor and inherits everything and then shows other slave children how they can become adopted by the emperor and become part of the family. And the emperor adopts all of these children uh, and and takes them into the family. God has done that too, lifted us up out of our slavery to sin and adopted us into his family and asks us to show everybody else to show the goodness of God by demonstrating the blessings of that to everyone else. You, And that's a a plural you. So it's us as individuals, but it's also us as the church. Us as God's worldwide church. Us as Eminence United Methodist Church. We are God's very own possession. God's treasure. So that we could show others the goodness of God. Because He called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light. He didn't reach into the darkness and grab us by the scruff of the neck and pick us up and pull us over into the light. He called us, and we have the option whether to respond to that call or not. But we have uh, called. Those listening have responded. So, what do we do about this? Well, first, we need to know who we are know in your mind, know in your heart, know in such a way that it will stand against all the doubts that the world and the devil throw at you. You are God's very own possession. This church is God's very own possession. God's treasure. Second, know where you came from recognize that you were in darkness. As a matter of fact, uh, as you've heard me say many times, one of my favorite passages starts off, once you were dead. You were dead in the darkness of, of the sins of this world. But God has made you alive. God has brought you into the light. So know that you came out of the darkness. But know where you are now. We are no longer in the darkness. We are no longer subject to the rules of darkness. We are in God's wonderful light, the light of God's Son, the light, the wonderful illumination that lets us see things clearly and truly and avoid obstacles and see the path. That light is where we are. It's where we live our lives. And therefore, we need to show others by our actions, by our words, by our attitude, by what we post on Facebook, by everything. We need to show others the goodness, the goodness of God. Let's say our memory verse one more time. 1 Peter 2.9 1 Peter 2.9 you, you are God's very own possession. You are God's very own possession. You can show others the goodness of God. You can show others the goodness of God. For He called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light. For He called you out of the darkness into but His wonderful all the light. First Peter two nine. Arise, O God, to your resting place. Thank you for listening to this sermon, and I pray it bless you. Again, I'm Pastor David Wentz. And for more audio sermons, books, blog posts, and other goodies, please visit www.PastorDavidWentz.com. That's spelled W-E-N-T-Z. And follow me on Facebook or LinkedIn. May God bless you as we do Christianity together. See you next time.